Hey, what's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo. And my name is the Bad Trouble! Ha! <laughs> uh, also with us in the studio, the worldwide international Cold Pop Bat Tribble studio. We have. Brandon. Hi. I'm Brandon. I don't sing. But, um. You have an intro, what's up? Brandon. Do I? Yes. Is it Yay, it's Brandon? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yay, it's Brandon. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys out there can tell. We fly by the seat of our pants here on the show. Um. Let's talk. What about does that this mean? Stuff. Fly by the seat of you know what? I know I what it means, know. but like, think about it. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, there's so many colloquialisms. Yes. That uh, I, sometimes I'll just Google stuff. Yeah. I'm like, where does that phrase come from? Because it makes not a lick of sense. Yes. Yeah. Like, not a lick of sense. sense. Yeah. We're gonna be just, uh, the whole episode. We're gonna be googling <laughs> phrases. Um, no, let's talk about voicemails because we got one. We, we got do. a voicemail. We do. We do. Oh, I'm, we don't I'm, have like a little jingle for that. We got voicemails. Oh, we got voicemails. We, we got, got lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of voicemails. We Actually, got one, we have one. One voicemail. <laughs> Just one. We got voicemail. <laughs> hey, uh, it's your old pal Tim from last week. Uh, coming to you live. Uh, it'll be recorded later, or it's being recorded now and being played later. Uh, live currently from Comic Zen. At 301A West Main Street in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Um, I know it's been a while, but uh, I, I got that shout out a couple of a couple of months ago during a gutter talk, and I I I left two voicemails, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, nothing nothing ever after mm-hmm. that. Um, so I don't know if it was lost on if they were lost on purpose mm-hmm. or you know just mishandled, but uh, that's fine. It's fine. So I thought I'd I'd drop in and, and help out a little bit. Uh, JD, I'm currently looking at the cult pop cult pop website, uh, looking at the the individual page for the most recent episode of Gutter Talk, and uh, I just wanted to give you a, a little graphic design pointer because I, I I know you don't have much background in graphic design. Um, white letters for a title on a background that's mostly white, not great. So, uh, you know, if you've got one of your graphic design friends to check in with, I'd do that and see if they could help you out with that that title thing. So uh, this has been Tim from last week from Comic Zen. Thanks for listening. Wait, that's it? That's Mm. it? That was this whole... So not only does he come at me sideways... And the world got dark God. from all the shade. Dang, son. Uh, first of all, Tim, from last week, we did respond... Keep your ass in the past. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will knock you two weeks back. Um, yeah, we did We did uh, discuss your voicemail back when it happened, but uh, I think we have determined that it was for a movie review show that we did on Gutter Talk that you did not listen to because you didn't want to spoil the movie, which I 100% understand. Uh, but then don't come out my neck about it, son. Uh, and then to come come into my house? I mean, I realize you're broadcasting from your house to my house, but to broadcast into my house giving me shit about the graphic design of the website, you're 100% right. Uh, yeah, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, every time I see it, it bothers me too. Um, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I had other people build me that website, and uh, getting them to make changes to the website has been a frustrating process. So I 
did not have that fixed. Do you not have access to it? Uh, no, sort of, maybe, kind of. doesn't matter. Anyway, thank you so much for that lovely voicemail, Tim, from last week. We couldn't do the show without you. I like here. your name. It's like Tim Drake, so that's cool. That's all. We need to take a trip one to day. To the Comic Zen? Comic Zen and record there. Oh, you're so correct. Yes. I would love to do that. One um, day when you don't work. Well, well, I would say Mondays because I am off mon- quote unquote off Mondays, but he's closed on Mondays. Right. But like that, that doesn't mean shops. that we can't go broadcast from his shop while he's closed. If he's if he's like wants to come to the shop, he lives like a block away from the store. Like he lives a block away from the store. That's what I'm saying. You're right. Wait, yeah. I just realized we forgot the most important thing to do today. And when I'm gonna need you to help me with this. Okay, we're gonna say one, two. Okay, one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Last week. Happy birthday to you. Not today. Happy birthday, dear JD. That's me. Happy birthday to you. Uh, I have hit an age, and Len, I'm sorry because you are a couple years older than me. Um, But I have hit an age recently where I went, man, if I die in an accident or uh, if I just have a stroke or a heart attack, I've passed the age where people will be like, oh, he, he died so young. That's not true. That's totally not true. You think if I died today, people would be like, oh, Jadles, he died so young. No, I think... I think 41. 41? Yeah, that, people is that middle-aged? Will, well, technically that is kind of like middle-aged, but, but it, that middle age is... 35 to probably 65. Yeah, most so people. I think yeah. Once you're 65, even then people will say you're still kind of young. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might say, depending on what you've done in your life, and you know, you lived, a, you know, yeah. you know, accomplished some stuff. But 40, no, that would still be very young. Hmm. Luke Perry, oh. you know, just passed. 52 years old and everybody's talking about how young he Are was. They? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, All right. Man. I feel better. Yeah. Although, you know what? <laughs> Although, I'm 51. So, <laughs> I oh. would be I would be the one to say like, no, that's not old at all. Uh-oh. So anyway, thank you for the happy birthday. Let's do a show. Let's do it. Do we want to respond to emails? I believe we have emails. We have letters. We have letters. We have, we have lots, lots and lots and lots and lots, lots of letters. I didn't bring them up. Oh, well, I didn't I'm going to search my phone. <laughs> while we're doing this, I'm trying to post my uh, Batman whiteboard for today. For Women's History Month. Nice. Today I am celebrating the first woman. This is the first woman that I uh, came across doing, com- doing comics when I was younger. And that was Ramona Freyden who is a comic book artist who actually was the co-creator of Metamorpho. Mm. She was known for a long time. She was an Aquaman artist and she drew the original Super Friends comic book, which is where I was introduced to her. Was she also involved with Outsiders or was Metamorpho before Outsiders? Metamorpho uh, was before Outsiders. He uh, came about in the 60s. Mm. I have a letter. Do you have a letter? I have a letter. It's called Box Set, and it's from J-Webb. Okay. MC Picket Fence. Oh, I know MC Picket Fence. What's up, dope? He says, peace, JD, Len, Kelly, and Brandon. Wow. Oh. He means the other Brandon. No one likes me, guys. It's oh. the new one. 
That's a good sad turn. <laughs> Since Marvel has basically taken over the world, do you think it would be a dope idea to re-release a box set of those old 60s cartoons? I know they put out Spider-Man 67 a few years back, but I would love to see the other shows in a box set. MC Picket Fence. And then he's got a little... He's going to send me a YouTube to... Uh, Probably one of his tracks. He, he does some, some rapping... Oh, it's animated too. That's pretty cool. Pick it and cut a Mac featuring Ali Legend just spitting. So, um, yeah, what do you think, Len? I don't have much experience with the 60s cartoons other than Spidey. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure I've seen any of them. Oh, you probably have. Um, to answer his question, it's a good idea, mm. but they won't do it, and they should be celebrated for not doing it. Because while they, all of those cartoons, the Spider-Man cartoon notwithstanding, and possibly the Fantastic Four cartoon that was put out around that time, with those two being the exceptions, the rest of them are horrible. And I don't mean horrible as in like, oh man, they're just poorly written, uh, they're badly animated. I mean, they're poorly written and they are badly animated. Yeah. They are horrible. They are only notable because of their theme songs, which were catchy uh, earworms that you can just watch. If anybody has any curiosity, go to YouTube, look at the intros to all of these shows. Mm -hmm. That will be, I trust me, all you could stand of any of these shows. They are horrible. Most of them are literally taking panels from the comic books and moving them in front of the camera. Wow. That is what literally all of them are. And I'm speaking of Iron Man. I'm speaking of Thor. I'm speaking of Hulk. I'm speaking of Captain America. And I'm speaking of the Submariner. What about the Marvel superheroes? The Marvel superheroes is the show. That oh, is the this show. is all of them? Oh, yes, I see. because they were all little short vignette-type shows. And then there was 67 was Fantastic Four, 67 yes. was Spider-Man. Right, and, and Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, those were half-hour shows. So they had a little bit better animation, and of course Spider-Man had the better, the best of all of them. Mm -hmm. But the, the, Mar the, Marvel, the Marvel, Marvel Superheroes one sucks. The, it, it, the, the theme songs were, were fun because you had the... Um, the one that uh, uh, Dr. Banner bathed in gamma waves, turned into the Hulk. Any glamorous? That's the Hulk. Then it was when That's Captain great. America throws his mighty shield. All those, all those who dare to oppose him must yield. And then it's something, something else. And then it was um, uh, Iron Man. Is uh, Iron Man? Iron Man is kind of funky. Because it almost sounds like he's like a secret agent. Mm -hmm. He's like, Tony Stark, he's Man of Steel with something, lots stuff. of riches and a lots of peel. It's something like that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funky. Um, what I will do for J Webb and for all of you, I will find a couple of theme songs and I will cut them into the show Dope. right now. Meet the 
bulky, over bulky, kind of hulky superhero. Hot to twisted and electrically transistored superhero. An exotically neurotic and aquatic superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Super powered from the forehead to the toes. Watch them change their very shape before your nose. See arcane striking superhero change to Viking superhero. Ah, king and real swing and shield fling and superhero. They're the latest, they're the greatest, ultimate superhero. The Marvel superheroes have arrived. Tony Stark makes you feel he's a cool exec. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder the God of Thunder, mighty Thor. Doctor Banner, melted by gamma rays, turned into the Hulk. Stronger than a whale, he can swim anywhere. He can breathe underwater and go flying through the air. The neighbor of Atlantis is the prince of the deep. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Is this in the same vein as Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Or was that after? No, no it was in the, the 80s. 80s. It was way after. That was uh-huh. in the That 80s. was pretty dope, if I recall. And that was pretty dope. That had yeah. pretty good animation, especially for three episodes that told the origins of Iceman, Firestar, and Spider-Man. Those three episodes had excellent animation the rest of them they you know kind of skipped on the 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 animation tab Mm -hmm. that was much later much later the spider-man show from the 60s actually has pretty decent animation and pretty decent stories but more than that it has great music that's the music that a lot of people hear on gutter talk yeah it's fantastic music and we all know, actually, everyone should have already seen some of the 60s show because everyone should have seen Into the Spider-Verse. And then yeah, you would have seen a little bit of it. was at the uh, post-credit sequence, right? Yeah. There was one you missed, Len. Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman was from the 70s. 79 to 80. Yes. And mm-hmm. that was only one season. That was on ABC. Um, it came out right around the same time as the comic book. It too was bad, hmm. um, but the animation wasn't bad because it was Hanna Barbera. Yeah, cool. All right, so thank you so much. And I think there is a box set of Spider Woman. Oh, I would, I would, I would believe it. I think there's a box set of that. Um, and then we got Christopher Goodnight. Of course, says it was the Sixth Sense. That's the name of the email. 
Hey everyone, I spent the whole movie hating his wife for how she treated him. Only we to read this email before. Oh, never mind. Cool. Uh, we have another email from Christopher Goodnight. Uh, that's for the Cannibal Horror Cast. Uh, <laughs> I've got a lot of editing to do. I see. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> and maybe that. Nope. Oh, here we go. Is that? No, these are both for. Um, spoiler alert. He's not. Nothing for. For gutter talk. Where did we talk about his puffy nipples? Was that here or was that on spoiler alert? Who's puffy nipples? Christopher Goodnight. It's probably it was probably. I don't remember that. Alert. I don't remember. So yeah, us talking about his puffy nipples. I know nothing about his puffy nipples. All right. Obviously, you're closer to hmm. Christopher Goodnight on spoiler alert. So, what, which would make sense because spoiler alert you do with with Noel, who is a a a hairy piece of fluff himself. He is. He's so cute. And you do it with uh, Rob. Mm-hmm. Who? Well, Rob's not on the show right now. He's taking a sabbatical. Oh, is everything okay? He's fine. He just uh, felt the pressure of having to read these comics every mo- every week, mm-hmm. and he was feeling a little jaded. And I could feel it coming because, like, every time we came to him, like, "Hey, Rob, what'd you think?" He was like, uh, "Oh." And he was our X Men guy. You know how every show has like, "I'm the Spidey guy." He's the right. X Men guy. Right. Um, he was like, I don't know. I'm not. I don't even know what's going on anymore. So he was clearly just felt the malaise of having to read seven books every week. Oh wow! You know, so he was just like, you know what? Everyone else got to take a break. I'm gonna take a little break, recharge my batteries. I'll be back. Oh well, I look forward to his return because yeah. Rob is a is he's a tall man. Yeah, but he is filled with uber intelligence. Oh, he's wicked smart. He's wicked smart. I, I like Rob a lot. It's very um. What's the word I'm looking for? Smart. Um, um, negative. You think he's negative? He's a little negative. He could be a little negative. A little negative, Nancy. You know what? But is that is he, he would call that realistic? Yeah, that's yeah. what he's being. He's yeah. being realistic. Yeah. He's being realistic. I, I I like Rob. I miss. Yeah, Rob. I love Rob. He comes to board game night. Does right. he? Oh, he so does. now I now I want to come to board game night because I you didn't seen because Robert. I was there, but now that you know he's there, you yeah, want well, to that was just a reason to show how up. How dare you? So all right, <laughs> I like no his more game pieces. Ooh, we usually play uh, the Harry Potter Attack on Hogwarts. It's real good. Anyway, what are we doing? Oh, does Brandon have any questions? No, I don't think so. Oh, apparently not. When you could have no. corrected me. I mean, I was gonna do like a classic question about Captain Marvel, but then I realized you guys. We just saw Captain Marvel. We so did. I'm wearing my Captain it. Marvel pin. No. Did we you don't want to spoil it because the movie hasn't come out yet. But if you listen to two episodes ago on the Cult yeah. Pop uh, Network feed, you will hear major spoilers because Noel and I spoiled it. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I haven't done a review for it yet. Yeah. So I figured we would do that today. But we should wait for it to come out. Oh, I have fun question. I don't care. Well, we have to now because we have two people here with us who haven't seen the movie. Yeah, we have to wait. All right. Uh, it what? wouldn't be fair. But you can say what what you overall impression of the movie. Go see it. Yeah. Oh, my overall impression is and I I, I I can't I'm annoyed that I can't respond to that question without addressing a specific thing. But my opinion of this movie is if you're one of the people who do not like um um women um, standing up for themselves. If 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 seeing a male led, a uh, female led movie makes you angry, then go uh, don't don't go see it. Go to therapy. Uh, spend your time more wisely than going to see a film because you've got some things to work out. But if that doesn't bother you, go see the movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I will say that this movie wears its heart on its sleeve. It's very much doing a thing that it, it it's 
You know what I mean? Like it has a, a message that it's trying to tell mm-hmm. you. And if you're predisposed to not enjoying messages, don't go see the movie. Um, but I think it was fun. I think um, the, she's fantastic in it. Brie Larson. And Ben Mendelsohn is fantastic in it. He's yes, so he good. I'm Very so good. glad. I really only know him from Bloodlines, mm-hmm. which I think was an HBO series. Yeah. He's uh, been, I, he's, what, no. The, wasn't he? Yes, he was. He was in that, but he yeah. was also in. Brandon's about to say he's he was in Rogue after one. Bloodlines. Yeah, so when when he was in Rogue One, I was like, oh, it's the guy from Bloodlines. Oh, yeah. So um, I want him to get so much work because he's really talented. Oh well, he's actually has long been in a like an actor's actor. Yeah. So like when Bloodlines, everybody was celebrated him being on Bloodlines because yeah. like oh he's oh this guy shine, you yeah know what I mean? so. Uh, yeah, he he's good in it. Actually, what I liked about this movie about Captain Marvel, on top of everything you just said, was it was the first time in a long time Samuel Jackson got some real play in one of these movies. Because mm-hmm. usually he's just showing up and being like, you know, snarky. Yeah. Although, did you see the um, bodyguards? No, the Hitman's bodyguard. I did see that. That was fun. That's a fun movie. That's a fun movie. That's a fun. But but he's still being very like cool Sam Jackson. Yeah. I think this was a different character. This is yeah. a different side. He's this having is, fun. Nick Fury is not Nick Fury yet yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And that's why I liked it. I was excited, but then I remembered you guys have seen the movie, and I don't want you to spoil it, but I'm excited to see Phil Coulson back on the big screen. But don't say anything. I feel like you're going to tell me, oh, he isn't in it that much. Don't. Don't say anything. Don't say a word. Okay. I'm not going to say a word. I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to say that I it's, uh, it's a fun it's a fun movie. Um, and there's, you know, it's a good time. I thought it was a really interesting thing for them to do, which is to like make it so that the Phil Coulson who got murdered in Avengers was actually a scroll. I didn't like, didn't know they were going to be doing that. So that was kind of neat. That that was neat. That I was, mean, no spoilers. You but, say that, but having watched Agents of Shield, that would be great because yeah. then he would be like a Kree scroll scroll hybrid, and mm. then that would be cool. <laughs> but the, the the more amazing thing is just saying that you know when you find out that the scrolls actually come from Krypton. Yeah, yeah. I think S- the best part was when all of the Agents of Shield showed up in the movie because of time travel, and they were like, "We got to take you," and then they're all going to be an Endgame, and that's the best part. And that, that was the best part of the movie I haven't seen. Yes. Uh, did you have? Would you have a question? I do. Uh, how how long do we have? Because I always ask. That's the question. No. Yeah. <laughs> usually, you guys are like almost done, so I don't want to ask a question that I feel like would take a long. Well, time. you've, you've been, been here, here since, since we the started, so it's safe to assume we're okay. not going to be done soon. So, if you guys could teach a class on comics, oh, what books mm. would be in the curriculum? Either because they're just good books. Or because they're helpful for teaching the curriculum. and What books would be in the curriculum? <clears throat> yeah. Because, see, I actually took a class in high school. We had, like, an elective mm-hmm. on comic books. And we had to read ooh, Pride of Baghdad, Baghdad, I think it is. Yeah. Yep. We had to read... Um, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. By Brian K. Vaughn, we had to read X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills. We had to read Gene Wu and Yang's um, American, American Born, Born Chinese. Chinese. And one more... Whose name I forget right now, y'all but like, y'all didn't have to read Watchmen. No, that is shocking to me. I thought that was like the number one. That and Mouse yeah. always seem to be the two well, to go to. Mouse we read in middle school. We had to read for when we talked about the Holocaust. Hmm. So we'd already read that one. Oh, okay. okay. And, and what year are we talking about? You doing? We you, were. You took it's this class? juniors and seniors. So what year did uh, you took this class? I took it my junior year. 
And wait, what are you asking? What year? Oh, year, year, year. Um, twenty thirteen. Did you read Persephilis? We read Persephilis in freshman year of high school. Okay. So yeah, we had yeah we had some graphic novels throughout the year, but um, Watchmen would have taken a while because it was only like a month or two of school. Mm-hmm. So to have other things. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, got you. I got you. So what books would be in the curriculum? Yeah, because like, and I'm assuming aside from the books you just read. You could include them if you wanted, but I'm just thinking because, like, the reason we read X Men was to show like how comics can address like mature themes. For instance, mm-hmm. same with American Born Chinese. Whereas the reason we read like maybe Pride of Baghdad is more to see how the art can like influence the story or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, what comics would you pick for different reasons? How many do we have to pick? As many as you want. Oh my god! Like, if you wanted to do a whole class on, I'm one gonna do five. Book, you could. I'm gonna do five. Um, I would say, because we just did it recently for a book club, I would say Bingo Love by T. Franklin. I'm curious, because you, you hadn't read it before, so how did you like that? I loved it. I thought it was real sweet. Told you. Um, I thought there wasn't a lot to it, um, mm-hmm. but I think it was just a nice, really sweet... Story. Beautiful lesbian story. Yep. Yeah. Um, mm. So... It was a nice, beautiful, sweet story. Yeah. Well, I was letting the people know... They don't need to know. But they... Okay. It was a nice story. It was a nice story. Don't miss, but the reason I'm the reason I'm including it is because it's, uh, it's important. Because it's, a, because, because it's important. So that's why important. you're including it. It's okay. a it's a class that I, I so my goal with this class is to address important things with the medium, right? Okay. So everyone knows that the superheroes are involved. So my goal with this class would be to show people, hey, it's not just Captain America. You know what I mean? It's not just Spider Man. Mm-hmm. It deals with important. Um, themes. Okay. So, Bingo Love. I would say, of course, Mouse. I would say Watchmen because of the way it deals with um, storytelling. Um, and then, what, two more? What else would I do? Um, I guess I should do a, like a horror thriller, right? Because we have a romance. We've got more literary. We've got historical. Um, hmm. Do you have any more to jump in with? Um, my only my question, is, my first question would be though, like in this fictitious class, how long is the course? So it was it the same thing, we, like a month? Yeah, we had like yeah. two months. So you could do that. Okay. Um. So because that then the, determines like what you read because you don't want to, yeah. and then they don't want so much. But I would maybe introduce them to. Uh, I would introduce them to. Fables, because Fables shows how you can take, um, it, it, it's very good storytelling, um, very good marriage of the art and stuff like that, uh, but it also shows how you can take older properties and flesh them out even more because you, because of having that more... Uh, Time in comic books, you know, stretched out over a couple of issues and stuff like that. So I would say Fables. I would say Bone because Bone is a very good way of you can take. Uh, there's a special, especially there's an issue of Bone, and this is the one I would use where the three like Bone kids, for lack of a better word, have to battle like this mountain lion called Rockjaw, and a lot of it is very little dialogue in that issue, but it's action, and you feel the tension because of how it is illustrated. So I would use use Bone. Real quick, um, say like volumes, because like 
with Fables, are you doing like volume one? Like, are all of these just going to be the first volumes? Well, like I said, for for Bone, I would I would take like that particular issue. Okay. Um, for Fables, you could take any any one. You could take the first Fables because it's all about the murder of a very famous fairy tale character, and it introduces you into that world. So you could take you could take that. Um, I will, that's, I'm trying to think of what else. Also, I remembered one more, and I don't know if you guys would want to include that. We also had to read Understanding Comics, so I don't know if you guys would want to. Include oh, by that. Scott McCloud. Yeah, that's a good one too because it teaches teach you like just yeah. the rudimentary science of a comic book. So that's mm-hmm. always a good one to start with. Also, the the book from years ago, Marvel did a comic book called um, I think it was called uh, Drawing the Marvel Comics or Drawing the was Marvel, like the Marvel way. Method? How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It's it's old, but it's it's timeless information. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that would almost that and understanding comics would almost be your textbooks. That's what it was for us. Like yeah. we had to read those other comics, we'd have to read like a chapter or so mm-hmm. a day, but we also had to read at least like one understanding comics like a week or so. Yeah. That would say, so yeah. Yeah, so those are, and then here's here's something. I would get a volume of Calvin and Hobbes to show you how you can distill a story down into four panels. Calvin and Hobbes comic strip was almost always four panels and yet it would very often be a complete thought in each and every one of them. Um, And then you would go to a Sunday comics which would be multiple panels and just be beautiful painted art. Uh, So I would do Calvin and Hobbes. If you didn't want to do Calvin and Hobbes, people, you could always go to Peanuts. Peanuts is always... You know, it's timeless stuff as well. But I think there's something to be, to be um, gleaned from studying some of the 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 great comic strips of the day as well. And okay. Kira here, uh, I just hey Kira, what's up? Hi, we, we got to get an intro. We've got Kira's got to get an intro. Of course, always. Uh, Kira, comic enthusiast, little uh, Chiron going underneath. There you go. Um, but so contributing to your JD, your horror idea, mm-hmm. I'd say witches. Witches, yeah, that's a good one by um, Scott Snyder and Jock. Yes, spooky. But the art in that really um, helps to contribute to like that feeling of unease. Mm-hmm. Just the way um, it's like this, like it's like sp- not spray paint, but like kind of like. Sp- like Jackson Pollock as splattering. Oh yeah, the, the, the colorist, the uh, effects on mm-hmm. on on top of all, everything. It's very interesting. Um, there's also a lot of like historical, like an autobiographical comics mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. Um, I just read the best we could do. Yeah, by uh, Tiwi, mm-hmm. and it's like a, it's a, an account of a person like and their family escaping Vietnam. Oh, and so like. Uh, pre-war Vietnam and uh, accounts of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got that into the shop, but I haven't uh, read it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that one. That one's really good. There's a lot of there's a lot of different like historical accounts. Oh, and for, also for horror, Junji Ito. Oh, Junji Ito. Well, that is a good one. I'm yeah. gonna add that to my list. Junji Ito. If you need some like spooky, creepy stuff, that's really good. Um, just because it's delving into a different genre and dealing with different. Um, 
I guess, emotional centers. Mm. So, um, and then I had another one. I was walking around to go find one, and uh, I forgot it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You've been helpful. Yeah. I'd say just one more. Uh, I just read Bloom by uh, Kevin Panetta and the artist. But um, just another example of a comic that's just a very effective use of just one color shading Mm -hmm. and so and uh, emotional effective connective art okay Mm -hmm. i know what it was kate beaton's um he she has step aside pops and also hark a vagrant so i would do Mm. hark a vagrant because she's a web cartoonist which deals with another medium so that we could have a chance to talk about how um uh, writers and artists are using the internet as a medium as opposed to like print Mm -hmm. because we can read it uh in hardcover she printed it out but it basically started as webcomics so that would be a good conversation about webcomics and feminism in, in comics and stuff like that and she's very um, smart so a lot of the Kate Beaton strips I read uh, are over my head <laughs> because they're very there's a lot of historical context to them right. and a lot of literary context to them mm-hmm. uh, but the ones I get are hilarious I would also suggest uh, Tom Beelan's True Story, Swear to God, mm-hmm. because that is a true story. You know, it, it, he's depicting his relationship with the woman that who would be and uh, his wife um, and their true romance. And he's very honest about how their re- relationship developed and develops over mm-hmm. time it's smart it's funny it's romantic it's very sorrowful and and tearful um and because it's their life it delves into you know like the the lives of their of their families and yeah. friends as well uh great great book mm. i liked your pick of um understanding comics by scott mcleod that was actually his. Oh, was that he Brandon? Was no, noting that it was basically the textbook yeah. for their Yeah, for it's their pretty. That's a good idea. I didn't. I wish I had thought of that. Is that it? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. So, we we didn't mention a Spider-Man or a Batman story. Right, because you don't need them. Yeah, you don't. Not for a class. You don't. Yeah, I think um, if people want to, if like, oh, if there's more, you you know what? I would have a list of things. I would at the end of the class. Thanks for joining me for these things. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, if you want more recommendations for different things, I would have a list to print out to hand to each student. But you know what? If you are trying to get an introduction to the superhero world, a fun comic book to read for an outsider's perspective on that world is Marvel's. Ah. Mm-hmm. True. But and Alex it, Ross. I don't know. I haven't. I don't, I've Busey. never read Marvel's. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that would be better appreciated if you had read comics before. Not necessarily, because the the comic book is told from the point of view of a photographer who, um, through his life, comes upon these these fantastical mm-hmm. characters. So it is very much an outsider's point of point of view of the superhero world, not so much comics. So it almost reads like his memoirs of coming across these characters. Yeah, the whole point of it was to have a worm's eye view of all these gods that are flying right. above us. Yeah. yeah. It was I'd like to go reread it. They are currently reprinting it, Marvel's annotated, uh, in nice little um old, big size volumes. Mm. Um by I don't mean trades but like issues. Yeah. And um yeah, it's really nice. But um I tried rereading it 
It needs to be a trade paperback. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't read it in issues. Not anymore. No. 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 But you should, if you haven't read that, I would, I, I would, you should read that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you would enjoy it, Brandon. Only thing I can think for why you would add a superhero comic is just to show people what superhero comics can be. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about other people. When I was a kid, I assumed superhero comics were like the stuff from like the 60s that's like really more, well, maybe not the 60s, more like the 40s, where it's like really like simple and things like that. So to show people, hey, comics can be fun and engaging for a more mature audience as well. So, yeah. Put the mic to your face. There. There you go. Much better. Put it in your mouth. Your mother. You're just with you guys today. What? It's a song. Weird jokes. He's referencing a song. That is way before his time. Is it? Yes. Was it? Yes. Wasn't it just the 90s? That's when, when I were you born? born? Yeah, 95. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, oh. Yes. Allow Remember, me to just... you're middle age. Yeah, yeah. Cut to an image of me just <laughs> laying in a grave, pulling the dirt They're onto old. myself. Um, and what do we want to talk about? I, I thought for sure we would do a deep dive into Captain Marvel today, but I guess we're going to wait. Yeah, we're going so to have to wait. I, have, have to wait. I didn't know what else we're going to do. Out of respect. Yeah. We should wait. But... You did see the other thing that everybody's talking about. Umbrella Academy. On Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix TV show. So I really... Kira, did you see Umbrella Academy on Netflix? I've watched the first five episodes of Umbrella Academy, or for six episodes. There's ten, right? Yes, there's ten. Yeah, there's out of ten. I think I do really like it so far. Um, You're unsure. Yeah, unsure. You didn't read the comics first. I read the first volume. Okay. We did it for book club, right? We did it for book club, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think about how I feel about it. I don't know. I like Ellen Page a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, interesting to see her in this role as this, like, very unwitting straight person. <laughs> right. So, like, I'm watching her, like, in this relationship, and it's just like, okay, Ellen. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but, um... Oh, you mean literally straight. Yeah. yeah. Sexually straight. Right. Yes. I see, because but also, she's... I see. But I also, she is like, literally the, the straight man in the group yeah, as well. Playing, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought so, you meant. Yeah. I kind of... I forgot. I forgot that she's gay. Right. So, I guess she did a good job. <laughs> yeah. Like I literally just saw her on, what was it, Conan O'Brien a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, talking oh, about, yeah. Talking about, um, the... was it? Who was she talking about? Pence? Mike Pence probably. Mike Pence probably makes sense. Yeah. Um, Pence makes sense. And uh, yeah, I know she's gay. And then I forgot that she was gay. Mm-hmm. So I guess she did a good job. Yeah. I've been watching this like interspersed with like episodes of Gaycation, her like documentary series where she's goes oh. goes and interviews like gay culture like around the world, basically. I've never heard of this. It's Gay-cation? really good. Gaycation? Gaycation. Where's it's, that coming on? It's on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like... So it's just been like fun going back to her character, but um, mm-hmm. every everyone else's character seems uh, very interesting. I like the change to um, number one. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Space Boy. Yeah, Space Boy. I like the change to his little backstory, where how like nobody knew that he was ape of something. That he was that apified. He was a- yeah. yeah. Even though the, the show has been out for like at least a month now, right? Yes. I think we're fair we're okay? to spoil some parts. Okay. I mean, if anyone looks at the, the cover of the comics, he's just on the cover of the comics as this True. big yeah. giant yeah. monkey it's man. It's not a spoiler yeah. on the comics yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, it's like one of the first pages. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I do, I, I do like that change as well. Yeah, me too. A little bit of like, why is he so big? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like I, I what that's what I I like about it. The 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 series is pretty much an amalgamation of the two volumes. Is it? Yeah. I haven't read volume two yet. Oh yeah, it's pretty much an amalgamation of the mm-hmm. two volumes. But um, it's it's cool. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it expands on their backstory, I think, far more than even the two volumes do. Well, that that that's one of the things I wanted from this series, now that I'm done. Mm-hmm. I would have liked more of them as kids, as a team, growing up. Yeah, see, but I like I liked that you, you, you get a... You get enough of it, yeah. Because the, ultimately, the story is not about that. Because yeah. while there was dysfunction there when they were kids, for the most part, when they were kids, because they were under their dad's thumb, they were superheroes. Yeah. So you basically—that's really when you got their superheroing. Mm-hmm. So if you had that, it'd be for the most part superhero stuff. Yeah. You know, been there, done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. I guess. I guess I just wanted a little bit more out of this. I thought it was good. Um, fine. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a little long. I think we could have trimmed it just a touch. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fine. I liked it. I, yeah, li- I, I loved it. I'll watch season yeah. two, but I'm not like chomping at the bit. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm, uh, the parts with the assassins are just a slog to me. Like yeah. uh, Mary J. Blige out of nowhere. I know. I did before. Not really. Not when this when she came up on the, it kind of shows. Like, MJB, what do you mean doing? it kind of shows? I think she's pretty good in it. I mean, she's like pretty good. She's not great. I mean, no, she's not going to get any awards. But I mean, I don't think anybody in here is, you know, Ellen Page. I, I don't think anybody in here is going to get nominated for their acting in yeah. this in this show. So I think to point. Fingers at her. Fingers at, oh, at her. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not pointing fingers at her. I'm like. It sounds her, like you are. Her. <laughs> okay. 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 Her and the other assassin. I don't even. Uh, yeah. What, what, both of them. They're both not great actors. They both have dialogue. I actually liked him too. Both of both of their dialogue is very like boring and expository to me. And then they have like these like fights. They both seem like they've never been competent people. Like they're they just they just display incompetence and they never show any the, I would agree with that they, they've never been the fact competent that they've been doing this job so long I'm like how, <laughs> how? you guys are kind of dumb <laughs> but as characters not the actors so, yeah yeah see, yeah see see I disagree because I think that they are assassins yeah and admittedly they are assassins of you know, like preventing time stuff from happening and people aren't supposed to know that they're coming yeah. so it's easy to get this reputation of being super great when you're basically sneaking up on everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't know you're coming. And That's true. You know? That's so, point. so that makes sense. And the fact that... This is also the first time they've come up against a team of superheroes. A team of superheroes. Right. It's, it's the first just, time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one person that they're coming up against knows all of their tricks. Mm-hmm. And they even know he's better at it than them. Yeah. You know? Um, and the fact that they... And dealing with this makes at least one of them realize, like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much more out of life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I don't know if so much more out of life equates to a senior citizen who makes donuts, but that's <laughs> who, who's to say what floats your boat? Sure. I bought it. 
I bought it. I was in for it. And I thought he was a good actor. That's that's the most believable part of his whole storyline is that he's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just go have donuts. This sounds great. Yes. Jelly donuts. Mm-hmm. Quick aside. Yes. I just had to do the, the Black Fribbles. We had to do this this uh, thing on Sunday. And um, we went in. Uh, my one boy bought breakfast for everybody. And he bought donut holes, you know, from Dunkin' Donuts. Sure. Which I have always figured were basically the glazed donuts and the little chocolate donuts. Do you know that they now have little jelly donut holes? No. I did know that. I and like I it. don't like them. I don't like jelly donuts. But I also, yeah, same. Oh my God, dude, dude, it's like a splash of heaven in my mouth. (laughs) What, you don't don't like the taste of heaven? I mean, not when you say it like that. What? It's jelly. Yes. It's just jelly. It's a nice little sugary, like, oh my God, it was was, was like, oh. There's enough sugar in donuts. Actually, to be fair, I eat the old-fashioned donuts. I eat the old-fashioned donuts. Too. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Those are those are just enough for me. I get my coffee. I got my little old-fashioned donut with no icing or anything on it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a cake. Do you get the one that's got the little bump on it for dipping into your coffee? There's a bump. I don't know if they make them anymore, but they used to that's make. That's true. They it's did a, have it a bump. It was the Dunkin' Donut, which was basically the old-fashioned oh, with a little they bump. They don't have a bump anymore. For, for, yeah, so they probably discontinued. Yeah, they surgically that. removed all the bumps. Yeah, that's, it was called yeah. the Dunkin' Donut. Oh, no kidding. For Duncan. You know what? Every time we get together, I learn a little something. <laughs> I learn yeah. a thing or two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. My aside is over. Okay. Oh, Thanks, was that the end of it? Well, Did you s- I have one, oh. one, one more thing to say about Umbrella Academy. Every time they, like, the plot, I'll say, like, the plot points are very easy to see coming. They're very, it's like. True. It's like true. the, um, I don't True. I'm trying to think. Like they're not very subtle with things. Well, the whole, with the whole thing with, is with Ellen Page's uh, her Leonard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but uh, that's. Let me respond to that though. So I had posted something when the show was yes. over. I posted on Facebook. Um, it's it was good. So there's something missing that's keeping it f- from being great. And Kira responded with one word: subtlety? Question mark. Now, <laughs> reading the comic book. There is nothing subtle about exactly. that comic book. No. I would say the co- the TV show is more subtle than its source material. I would say so, too. With Definitely. dealing with things like um, Space Boy's physicality mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that, there are things that it holds back from you that the comic book just gives you on page one. Yes. So I don't go into this show looking for subtlety. Yes. I, I agree with that. The only thing I I think I was watching with, uh, with, with my partner mm-hmm. and... Hi, Sid. Yeah, hi, Sid. But um, listening, so just watching it with uh, Diego and uh, the detective. Oh yeah, just multiple times, and they're just like, "Oh, you know, we can't do this again anymore. We can't, we can't." Mm-hmm. Like they just keep going. It's like the whole like back and forth like tension that just keeps getting talked about. And like, Did you like think you don't it was know tension. I thought he was regretful that she, they weren't together, but she yes. was absolutely done with him. Oh yeah, she oh, was done. Defi- I don't think definitely. they were like, "Will we? Won't we?" She that, was like, "That's kind of not. that's kind of what I like." But could we? That's kind of what I mean. Like, it, it, but like every time they had like a scene together, or like it was mentioned, like they had they like brought it up again, oh. and like so it's just like okay. it was just, it was just like we get it. Like, oh, see, this, to me that's it, they that's, just kept saying it over and over to me that again. Feels like realism, because she's done. She was like, "That was a mistake. Sorry, I did that." Mm-hmm. Being you. And he was just oh. like, but but could we? And she's like, no. And so like he's just constantly trying to like 
And it's not even, I don't even know. Is he trying to get back with her? I don't think he's trying to get back to back with her. I think he's trying to begrudgingly have something with, with her. With her, yeah. Right. And because, she's like, no. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. He want, Because there's this thing when you break up with somebody and you realize it was a bad move. All right. We're never going to get back there. Right, but. but can, we, can we get back something? Yeah. Can, can, you know, just be a little bit? And mm-hmm. Especially because she didn't want anything to do with him romantically, but also was telling him, like, yo, you can't be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, like no, you need to stop. Yeah. You're stop a vigilante. This. Right. With knives. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I can see, like, the having the repetition in that part of mm-hmm. that. But he, but it's just, like, there's just always this, like, oh, man, we used to date. Like, we, I can't believe, like, but we used to date. I didn't, we used to, I, I didn't it, feel it like felt, they hit it over the head that much. But, I mean, I... Yeah. But... Maybe I'm, I'm maybe especially I'm. in the episode right before things happen, mm-hmm. and it's like they just they're like pushing it, pushing it, pushing. Oh, okay. Well, but that, but that to that point, that's um, that's TV. I mean, that's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones does that. Whenever oh, yeah. everybody gets a backstory, it's like, oh man, can't oh, talk about this. So, so that yeah. was cool. Um, that's true. I, how did you feel about they say like the star coming out of this? this show was uh, Aiden Gallagher the little boy that played five I thought he was great yeah I thought he was really he was cool. really strong I, I was <laughs> meaning to mention him and I forgot but yeah I did like him a lot yeah oh. he, he, was he did feel lived in like as a guy who had been around for a long time and mm-hmm. has come back and he's not quite stable yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like that at no point does he address the fact that he's carrying around his, like it's just this mannequin is his girlfriend exactly and it's never brought up and they accept it yeah they're just like alright yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, even so much so that when um, number one, you know, holds it up against him, he he doesn't say like this means a lot to you. He said, "Oh, I I know that she means a lot to yeah. you." you yeah, know? yeah. So they just accept it. You it's know? neat. But yeah. which makes sense that they were accepted in their world where they have a walking monkey. Yeah, a talking mm-hmm. monkey oh. that raised them. Was it Pogo? Pogo. Pogo. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, did you see the show? Nope. Okay, cool. Yeah. The only. Are you- Planning on watching the show? Maybe. Okay, cool. I don't think we've really spoiled much for you. Yeah. It's especially if you've read the book. Yeah. Which I haven't. Yeah. You but, should uh, read the book. Oh, once it's back off back order. It's back. It's back order. Well, I, that makes sense because it's mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's blowing up. Yeah. One last thing I'm, I'm watching for in the show. I'm only on episode six. Is just the, the treatment of Klaus. Hmm. Mm. Something happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Has he gotten the briefcase yet? Yeah. Oh. And he disappeared. Yep. Do you know more, where he went? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, more happens. Okay. More, more happens. More, more happens. It would yes. be, would be and, nice. And, and there's commentary on it. That's it's, good. It's good. It's very good. Okay. I, I, li- I, I really enjoyed what, ha- what happened with him. And I love that actor. Yes, that I, was... Um, I, I, first I really him, enjoy him. Yeah, I first met him in a show called... It was a Hulu show called Misfits, which is a British show oh, yeah. about mm-hmm. a freak storm that gives all of these kids uh, powers Yeah. while they're... Doing um, public service, like right. cleaning up yeah, litter like, on the highway, kind of thing. Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. He's so fun. Uh, he's very over the top, but I come to expect that from him. Mm-hmm. It's almost a little bit too much, but that's just sort of how he is. I actually just saw him in a thriller recently, which I quite enjoyed, um, which I will Google and then say the name of later. Um, but yeah, it was great. And we shouted out that other assassin who was teamed with Mary J. Blige, that he was played by Cameron Britton. That's a person that, who I enjoyed his acting, if no one else did. 
Apparently you didn't. And I Bad also Samaritan. Enjoyed- Robert Sheehan was in a thriller called Bad Samaritan with, um, he was up against David Tennant. Oh, wow. That mm-hmm. sounds good. Sounds good. And shout out to uh, Kate Walsh, who played like the <gasps> little handler. I had such a crush on her. Yeah? I thought she was sexy. I liked her a lot. I liked her. Even when she came back with the, yeah, she was real cool. I yeah. liked her a lot. I liked this. I I liked. I enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. I I did enjoy it. Did I enjoy it as much as the comic book? No, but yeah. I enjoyed it differently. So that it uh, worked for me. It keeps reminding me of Preacher. Mm. Preacher's one of my all-time favorite graphic novels, and I thought that the show was. It tried. When people are like, "Oh, do you love it?" I'm like, "It, it tried." Uh, that's how I feel about this one. So you didn't. You didn't. Did you watch season two of Preacher? I didn't make it through. Whoa. It's on my it, it like got backlisted to like I'll get to it eventually, mm-hmm. but it just didn't keep me. This brings brings up a question and this is something that Brandon can chime in on cuz I feel bad cuz he's sitting there looking very sad. Um <laughs> those are just face. his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a resting sad face. You had mentioned that um oh what was it that we were mentioning before we turned on the microphones that you didn't watch or wasn't going or weren't going to watch until you read the book. Oh me. You're yeah. talking to me. I'll tell you what it was, Leonard, my friend. Pet Cemetery. Yes. So I'm a big Stephen King fan. I'm a big Joe Hill fan. Um and Stephen King wrote a novel back in the eighties called Pet Cemetery. They created a, a movie version of it back mm. in the I want to say early nineties. Yeah, maybe. They also did a sequel to it, Pet Cemetery Two, starring the kid from T Two, Terminator Two. Oh, really? 2. Um, Elijah. Nope. Oh, not Elijah. What's Doesn't matter. That kid, and uh, he was also in like the Aerosmith video. Yes. And then he just sort of fell away and did yes. drugs. So, um, yeah. So now they're doing another remake. Of Pet Cemetery coming out this year, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, I've never read Stephen King. Uh, it's on my bookshelf to read. Let me read it before the movie comes out. What's your question? My question is, why do you feel that? It's one thing. If, okay, you want to do that. That's fine. But the way you put it before, and I think even Brandon says something about something that he's interested in seeing, that they felt you felt the need. To read yes. this material before you see it. Because through experience growing up, there are people who like to read a book and then watch the film based on the book. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who like to watch the film and then go back and do a deep dive and read the book. Mm-hmm. I have found that I enjoy things more if I read the book first and then watch the film. It's just it's just the way I enjoy things. So I could just go see this movie and then read the book. But I find that knowing things are happening in a book before they happen, I will just put the book down. Like, for instance, the right, Harry the right. Harry Potter films right. and the books. I saw the first Harry Potter movie and I went, you know what? This was a this was a little bucket of fun. Let me go read the book. And as I was reading, I was like, I'm spending a lot of time reading this book that I already know everything is happening in. Okay. So sitting through two hours knowing what's kind of going to happen is different than reading for 16 hours a book where I know things are going to happen. Does that make sense? Do you feel that way with comics too? Like if you watch like a movie, like maybe you watch Iron Man 3 
and then read the Iron Man like extremist storyline because mm. those are very similar. Do you think you would feel the same way? Nah, because comics are much easier too. I feel like maybe you just like books aren't really like your thing unless like it's a new story because yeah. like I really like books so for me like I can do I can go either way mm-hmm. but I feel like you get bored with books so that's kind of I get bored with books if I've already seen the film but I mean I guess I just feel like I've talked to you before about books that you read mm-hmm. that like you've been reading for like years oh yes so I, I like have maybe some maybe books just are a medium that like kind of don't entice you as much as other films it's other that films. I don't have the time yeah I don't. I honestly don't have the time to sit and read. Most of the books that I buy, I also get an audiobook. So when I'm at home in bed, I can read the novel physically. But if I'm out throughout the day doing my errands, if I'm sitting here drawing, yada yada, I will listen to the audiobook. It's really just time constraints. See, I don't. I can't, I just can't wrap that around my head. And maybe it's just the spoiler you know, not wanting to be spoiled in me and that if I know that there's a movie that I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see this movie. Boom. I'm, I want to go see this movie, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to take in any other medium. I don't want to read the book that preceded it. Mm-hmm. I don't, even if it's a comic book, I don't, I don't feel the need that I have to. Now, I may at one point check it, check out that medium. Mm-hmm. And because usually, uh, like you said, they do deeper dives, mm-hmm. so it'll be a little bit more. Um, or it may be, you know, uh, the story might be totally different, mm-hmm. and it might just be adapting it, you know, using the characters. But I'm not going to do that before I go see the movie mm-hmm. for fear of I don't want to be spoiled. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be spoiled, I don't understand the. To, having to do that, you've read, you saw the original, the, the the original Pet Cemetery movie. No, I thought you said you saw it. If I, I mean, I may have seen it when I was like a kid, a child, right? And I don't remember what happens. So don't go. So don't see it before you see the remake. Oh, well, that was that's not as important. Reading the book before the movie, and this is I don't do this for everything. If there's something that's coming out that's based, it's, he's just not into you. Is a movie. I went and saw that. I didn't feel the need to read the book before that. But if it's something I that it I enjoy, I enjoy Stephen King novels. Mm-hmm. Just, just flat out, just, I just like them. So, it's well, that not, was your introduction to him. So yes, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like I do this for every movie that's based on a thing. I don't oh. go enjoy that. It's just I like Stephen King so much, and it's been sitting on my shelf. Now's the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go read it. Yeah. For me, it's more like <clears throat> I look at the uh, movie. I look at like the trailer mm-hmm. as just a trailer for the thing, not necessarily a trailer for the movie. So if I look at a trailer and I'm like, that looks interesting, it's like I want that story now. If there's a book, then I'll just get the book and I'll get it and I'll read it now. And mm-hmm. so then I'm getting the story as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes more like just comparing the book to the movie. Like when I go to see the movie, it's like, oh, they changed this thing or this they did this thing really well. Mm-hmm. But I just like stories in general. I don't really care how I get them. If it's a good story, it's a good story. So when I see a trailer, if I like it, then I'll absorb that media. Now, I do have one that I went back. I like the movie so much that I specifically went back to read the book. And I did it the reverse that I usually do. Which was that? That was the um, Gone Girl. Oh, okay. Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. Right? Is that the one? Yes. 
That's Ben where Affleck was in Gone Girl. Right. Accused of k- killing his wife. He's accused of killing his wife. Right. There's another one. Oh, Gone Baby Gone. I want to make sure I wasn't confusing it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that movie so much, and I was so surprised by that movie mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I want to go read this. So I, I went and picked it up on audiobook. And did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. They're both excellent mm. separately. Yeah, okay. they're great. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, but see, like, Brandon, I feel the same way about what Brandon does, the same way you feel about what I do. Brandon, I think, feels beholden to... Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, you I not have beholden. to. Yes. And I'm like, Brandon, but you don't. Yeah. You're like, I gotta watch all seven, Harry, eight Harry Potter movies before the new... Um, Fantastic uh, Beasts. Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts movie comes out. I'm like, Brandon, you, no, don't, you don't have to do no, that. I don't feel beholden to do it. Like, I don't do it for everything. It's more like... Like with your decision to do Pet Cemetery, like you know, knowing you, you might not get to it. Mm-hmm. I once I decide to do it, then I'm beholden to it. Yeah. But I don't decide to do it for everything. I see. Like I've been wanting to reread the Harry Potter mo- books, so this was just an excuse. I and see. then once I decided to do it, then I was beholden. Like I told myself to do it, so I kept doing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't do it for everything. Okay. Okay. So are you going to see Umbrella Academy? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so because it d- doesn't really interest you, not really. Doesn't sound like it. I looked you. at the art. I looked at the book like last week, and it looked the art didn't super grab me. Oh, mm-hmm. I love the art. So it's like, yeah. I okay. understand people not liking the yeah, art, but boy, yeah. do I love Gabriel Ba's art. It's I deceptively do. simple. I do. It's love it. it's in the vein of if anyone knows Mike Mignola, mm-hmm. where you you sit, you look at it, and you go, I could do that, and then you sit and you try to do it, and you go, I can't do that. Sorry, Mike. You you are correct. Yeah. I am not as good as you. Yeah, the thing you do is not easily replicated. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. Anything else? We're at an hour. I mean, we kind of did if you want, but what else you got? Well, we haven't talked a lot to Kira. Yeah, Kira, what's going on in your life? Huh? That's a wide question. You it's a very wide to question. Me all the time, honestly. I do. <laughs> Uh, not much. I'm looking for jobs and stuff. Oh, you should be going to the, um, uh, he's going, Brandon's going, are you into tech? I'm in like, I'm an engineer. I do like pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. We discussed this before. Yeah, I think so. I'm like a tech, like software engineering, like networking event. Yeah, that wouldn't help. That wouldn't really help? No, that wouldn't help. That wouldn't That's okay. All right. So you're looking for a job. I'm looking for a job. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, uh kind of floating around i'm on unemployment so it's nice how long you been on unemployment now uh, a month maybe oh you're good yeah, yeah. enjoy your vacation yeah <coughs> yeah we'll see that's what that is just chill mm-hmm. i'm in here buy some comics that's what i'm doing chew the fat i got wise. my i got my uh pull list right here mm-hmm. so i that i'm looking i'm sure jd's actually doing something important but just glancing it looks like he's just looking at images of the guy from Umbrella Academy. That's exactly what I'm doing. I think he's just really into this one guy. Uh, well, my question for Kira is about sexuality and Ooh. actors. Interesting. So Robert Sheehan, from, uh, that's why I'm Googling Robert Sheehan. I don't know if he's gay or not. And he's playing a gay character in Umbrella Academy. Huh. And then we've got uh, Ellen Page, who is gay. And she's playing a straight woman. Yes. Yeah. Discuss. My opinion. Yeah. Of, of what? I like. Of people playing a sexuality that is not their own. Oh. I don't have a problem with it. People have been doing it forever. I'm asking you. Yeah. Sorry. No, shut up. <laughs> I, I mean, um, 
I think Ellen paying, playing a someone with a straight straight attraction is fine. Mm-hmm. She can do it. And it's very believable. You forgot she was gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, what's his name again? Robert uh, Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan. Uh, at the very least, I really enjoy his performance. Mm-hmm. His performance is very over the top and good, and it feels authentic. Um, I don't have a problem with with it, with him um, being cast as just like the there just like an acknowledgement of the issue that there is a um, a bias in Hollywood where gay car- gay actors don't really get to play straight roles or mm. um, for that fact even straight roles. Mm-hmm. So it it's always appreciated when a, a gay char- a gay actor gets to play a gay character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, okay. I feel like he's doing well. It seems to be a positive portrayal, at least. Yeah. Um, I, as far as I am, six six uh, episodes in. Yeah. But um, it's funny for me. The character isn't gay. Uh, that's not the. I wouldn't say that's a defining uh, aspect of the character. But he is a junkie. He's a junkie. He's neurotic. And uh, it makes sense why he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, of the, his power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Junkie mean? I don't want to say it. he's 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 a he's, he's an a, addict. He's an addict. He's an addict. That's the word I couldn't find. Addict. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just curious because um, as I was watching it, it did occur to me. I was like, I don't think he's gay, but it, she's playing gay, and she's gay, but she's playing straight. I wonder how people feel about this. So I yeah. just thought I'd ask. I don't know. I I feel like he's a, at the very least the show does him does him justice. I yes. feel like he does yeah. very well. Yeah, I think he was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, well, I just wanted to. As someone who is straight, so I don't know if I can speak on it, this wasn't actually about that in particular, but I think in general, representation, like if it is, if a character is of a diverse background of any sort, I feel like it should be, I feel like the studio should always strive to get someone of that background. Yeah. Because this reminds me of when you guys were talking about Suicide Squad a few weeks ago. And you were saying that a few people wanted Barbara Gordon to be played by someone in a wheelchair. Right. And I was Birds thinking, of Prey? Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, not Suicide Squad, sorry. I was thinking um, I wouldn't mind that, really. Like, as, But as long as the person could do the role. Because mm-hmm. I remember you guys compared it to uh, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But I think that's different because, you know, Daredevil... like. The things he does would have to be done by someone who could actually see. Right, that's what we were saying. Right, that's yeah. what you guys were saying. So I was thinking it's not exactly the same because with, like, you could get a wheelchair-bound actor or actress in this case, and they could still do Barbara Gordon feats. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read a lot of Oracle comics, right? So I don't know if she does like crazy acrobatics, but I would assume that a wheelchair-bound actress could do it. Well, the the thing that I saw online regarding this particular um, Babs being played by someone in a wheelchair is someone said, but what if they have flashbacks to where she's not in a wheelchair and she's walking? And the response was, well, they could just CG her legs on or something. They could CG her walking. And I was like, ah, that's that's weird. But also like if the character is, (sighs) so this is, this is going back there. There's that Kevin Hart and, um, Oh boy. What's the guy? Microphone. Kevin Hart and the guy from uh, Malcolm in the Middle, uh, the dad, 
Uh, Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Brian Brian Cranston, uh, Kevin Hart movie. Yeah. Which I can't remember the the name of, but I did see the movie. The movie where he's, uh, where Kevin Hart is taking, Kevin Hart is taking care of uh, Brian Cranston because he gets paralyzed. The paralyzed Brian Cranston. The something side? The The upside. Yeah, the upside. Yeah, sure. but there was a lot of talk about um, Brian Cranston playing a disabled actor, like right. character. Like he's disabled the whole movie, right? For the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't be very hard for them to like have had a disabled actor in the role. See that mm-hmm. I that I yeah, yes right. So that like a role a role like that. So there, people were kind of upset. Like you could have had a disabled act given that part to a disabled actor, and you already had Kevin Hart in the role mm. so like you could have you could have a relative unknown play a role and then be uplifted right. by like a, a, a more <coughs> a star a star like kevin hart mm-hmm. well, one of my favorites what kevin hart was true however yeah. you don't know which one gets that movie made which one right the, right that's true the, right the, the budget to the film right but, that, but but what i'm saying is like they could have had a, someone that is disabled and then have the other person be a star. Like, it might not have, Kevin Hart might not have had enough to pull in the more money, but they could have had someone else. They could have. Do, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, the balance, the balance could have been changed. Or they could have had Brian Cranston as the guy with legs, or the guy who was walking. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, yeah they, they could have. And then gotten someone else to play the guy in the right, chair. Right. Yeah. But, but, but that means, and my, my only argument, and I guess there's ways of finding this out, but I don't necessarily feel like you have to find this out. But for all we know, they could have auditioned disabled people and felt that, you know, okay, yes, you're disabled. Okay, you're not a bad actor, but we don't feel that you are. I'm not not saying that they they didn't do that, but when's the last time? The last time I remember seeing someone who was actually disabled in a movie was um, that movie with the guy from Jackass? Uh, oh, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville did that. Did that movie about the Special Olympics, and he had a bunch, a whole lot of a bunch of uh, disabled people as actors, or people with like dis- developmental yeah, disabilities. Yeah, because he because he, he was making fun of them for the for the, the, for the most this. part in the comedy. But I I can't really remember any disabled people in the leading role. And do you, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, just because one studio says, "Oh, we auditioned them and didn't think they were as good," no. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, um, oh, well, we tried a, tried a lot of gay actors for this role, but you know, we think the straight actor did better. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. So, but it, but if every studio said that for every gay role, mm-hmm. right? It takes, do you know, it's it's yeah, it's a thing. It's a sticky wicket. It's, 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 it's a, a sticky, sticky wicket. wicket. But what does that mean? Means that the wicket got sticky, and, and people are like, "Yo, man, do you see that wicket over there? See how sticky that is? It's mad sticky, that's yo. A, that's a mad sticky wicket, yo." Um, see that that answers that that brings up such a different question though, because um, let's say we take a look at back to Umbrella Academy, and we've got um, Ellen Page. She's gay. Mm-hmm. What is the defining? What is the defining? characteristic of the character in in question right so because what they could have done is taken um klaus Mm -hmm. who is a male who is gay Mm -hmm. and i don't even know if he was in the uh comic book that may have been i don't think i think he wasn't gay right 
Um, so really, was it was it that important to the character? Because what they could have done, if they really wanted to have a gay character, was have Ellen Page play the gay character as a female. They could have done that, right? So mm-hmm. I think it, I think it really depends on what is the most uh, important aspect of the character, and trying to fill that role with that actor. So it is possible that a character may be gay mm. or may be disabled, mm. but that's not the the most important aspect of the character yeah. as far as the movie. Yeah. Is yeah. I'm I'm not disagreeing, but like what I'm saying is still like talking to your microphone. Hi, there you go. Microphone there you is go. here. Much no, I just want people to hear you. Yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing, but uh, it's just a theme that that appears in society and like uh, you know, it's a conversation that comes up. It's a conversation that yeah. comes up that should be uh, navigated and address and addressed, not like skirted around. Yeah. So I can see that. That's it. Yep. Having the conversation. Yep. Is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Okay. I just was curious because I know I see it talked about a lot, especially because, you know, I watch a lot of CW shows. So the That's your problem. No, it's not. R.I.P. I mean, Luke Perry. Things like, I feel like they do a lot of those things better. Well, actually, they don't. They have a lot of gay characters, but they're not necessarily done well. Mm-hmm. But... At times they are, and I feel like that's something that should just be addressed. I guess. Isn't there a trans character in Flash there now? There is, and she is an actual trans woman. And awesome. Yeah. Representation. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because that's yeah, that's the whole point. Is that like, she wouldn't, like, you could say, well, she's an unknown actress. They could have maybe wanted a more famous actress mm-hmm. to play this character, but it's like, well, but if you don't cast a trans woman in roles, then she'll never become. The person, the famous who actress who right. gets cast in trans roles. Exactly. Right. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, Leonard? I don't believe so, JD. All right. What? All right. Well, you were Leonard, so it was a weird, weird response. And I didn't want to put your government out there because you're in witness protection. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I guess we're done. <laughs> Next week we'll talk about Captain Marvel. I can't wait to talk about Captain Marvel. Is what I'm. Is what I'm doing. I think, I, I think me and JD are seeing it tomorrow night together. Yeah, dog. All right. So we seeing it again. Uh-huh. Enjoy yourself. I will. I can't wait for Would that Would you cat. see it again, Lynn? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I hesitated. I don't know either. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't take myself to mm-hmm. see it again. But you would go with, I'm taking I Susha. would go with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Gutter Talk. Yes, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at copopgo at gmail.com. Or blacktribbles at gmail.com. You can like and follow us on Twitter. He is JD's Hero Complex. And he is the Bad Tribble? Or just Bad Tribble? I always forget. It's one of them. Yeah. Google Bat Tribble. There's only one of them. Or Black Tribbles. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I have a Patreon if you want to go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo and help us out. That's why our show sounds so much better. And you can also uh, like and follow my Instagram comic strip, Batman's Whiteboard. We are doing Women's History Month. Yeah. All this month. Thank you so much, and what Brandon. You get follow, with Brandon and, and you can follow That's what I was getting ready to do. And you can follow JD on Instagram at Pizza Bone Comics. Well, no, there's no comics there yet. There's one. 
It's a it's a doodle, but all right. Thanks. Where can they find you, Brandon Jackson Shorts? Uh, here. Oh, God damn I don't it. use it like things enough, so there's uh, no reason to follow me. Kira, uh, I tweet sometimes at Kirathian, K-Y-R-A-T-H-I-O-N. Noise. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Good day.